Hi, I'm Leon Deggs, and this is Man Blues. This episode is all about self-belief and self-confidence. So, I consider myself a creative person, which isn't to say that I consider myself to have any particular gift, it's just I've always been creative. Um, I'm able to kind of get a sound out of pretty much any musical instrument that's put in my hand. Uh, I'm able to figure out some kind of sounds that, you know, you can kind of... It's hard to explain. I'm just able to pick up an instrument, get a sound out of it. It might not be right and definitely need more technique and practice and so on. Uh, But it's just a case of I've always had this kind of ability, this creativity. Um, And that led into me um, certainly seeking a musical outlet when I was younger insofar as I was trying to, I wanted to learn to play the drums and I would wanted to play the drums for years and years and years and eventually got around to buying myself a drum kit, joining a band and, and even though it wasn't the kind of music I liked, um, I was in it for the fact that it was just music and I was having that outlet and I was really enjoying it. But of course you can't practice drums at home very often um, because of the noise and because of the basically just... You're upsetting everybody when you practice drums. So I used to practice only when we were practicing with a band. So at home, my musical outlet was to play the guitar. Um, I started playing the guitar firstly with it flat on my lap, and then I sort of brought it into the body as you would normally play a guitar. And because of that left-handed, right-sided brain, I've heard many people tell me over the years that that's one of the reasons why they believe I'm as creative as I am. Because not only am I musically creative, I've also written stories, poems, plays... I'm just not particularly good with um, graphics. I'm not very good at images and pictures and things like that, but most of the things I'm quite good at. I've written a lot of stories. I've written a lot of short stories. I've written um, two plays, or rather two um, acts in one play. Um, But this is where the self-belief comes in, because, yeah, I've written those stories, but I've never released them anywhere, ever. Um, And the play... I only started writing during lockdown. And the only reason I started writing the play during lockdown is because um, I wanted to see if I could actually finish something while I've got the time because I wasn't trapped in the car for an hour every day going backwards and forwards to work. I had so much more free time and wasn't allowed to go anywhere so I wasn't also burdened by going anywhere. Finally started, very pleased with what I got where I finished with the first act, started the second act, got partway through, got bored, stopped, that's where it's been left so obviously over the years with all the music I've been doing and all the other creative stuff I've done I have written a lot of songs and even though I've recorded these songs and at the time of writing them I thought these are brilliant I love them what a great song recorded them fantastic put more effort into it so instead of it being a demo it was something that I would feel happy to release I've never released them um, but it's that just that massive burden of being so self-effacing that you know it, it, it's not the Groucho Marx thing about why would I want to belong to a club that have someone like me as a member. I struggle with the fact that I think if I don't think these songs are good enough, then other people won't either. The problem is I've played these songs to other people and they've loved them. They've genuinely liked them. They've told me these songs are great and I've got a great talent and so on and so on. But there's a much much louder voice in my head that tells me. They're lying. They're only saying that to make me feel better. Because one thing you must never ever do to anyone who's being creative is tell them what they've done is bad. Because that means they may never do it again. 
Stephen Fry, when he was, uh, he used to review um, books. He used to be a literary critic, um, and he said he was often very nice about the books. Sometimes he would make, he would actually critique one of the books, uh, but he was often very nice about it. He said, but then one day that book dropped on his desk, and he had to read it, and it was that book that was so bad. He couldn't say anything positive about it, and afterwards he felt really guilty about the fact that this was somebody's life's work, potentially, you know, everyone's got one book in them, and he'd ripped it apart, um, and he felt bad about that because he also has exactly the same thing. He worries how he's going to be received, and I think that's perfectly normal. But you know what? I don't think it's spoken about enough. If you're putting your heart and soul out there into some piece of music that you've made, or a story that you've written, or a picture that you've drawn, or whatever it is where your creativity goes, you need to have that self-belief to be able to stand behind it and say, yes, I'm proud of that. I've been in bands, and the bands I've been in, I've written songs for, and those songs have been well-received, and great. And I've also done other bands where it's just covers, where, you know, like, essentially a pub band, uh, I just play guitar and I sing along, great. But then I get positive reinforcement from the people I'm in the band with, where they tell me I played that song well, I wrote that song well, I've sung that harmony very well. None of it matters because at the end of the day when Leon Deggs sits down on the edge of the bed and questions his life, Leon Deggs will always come away going, could have done better, I don't think I'm good enough. And that's a massive, massive problem. Um, similarly, when I was younger, I was um, kind of, I was at primary school uh, and uh, we were new to the area. We'd only just moved there, I think, the year before. And in that first year of being there, uh, I was well it must have been the first few months in the first few months of us being there uh, I was approached by the teacher who was doing the um, Christmas play um, and I was there for all the rehearsals I learned all the lines and believe it or not this was at a primary school in England and um, there was an understudy there was someone else who was learning all the lines and doing all the parts and turning up to all the rehearsals and I, I can't when I think back to it I genuinely can't believe that that was the case but there was there was me and there was an understudy just in case anything happened the in case anything happened, happened, which was I lost my bottle two days before the performance of going on stage and standing in front of parents and friends and family and performing in front of people. I lost my bottle. I told my mum that I didn't feel well and, and basically just rang the school and told them that I was unable to perform and I went and watched the play whilst feeling unwell. Um, now you know they always say don't try not to have any regrets in life and the way I look at that sentiment is to you know to try not to have any regrets in life to me basically means um, don't sweat anything that you've done in the past just move on from it you know absorb it as being part of you and part of your history and move on that's how I look at things like that but this is something that has rankled with me a little bit because years later literally three years ago um, that's the first time since that I've sought anything in the kind of dramatics kind of region um, and even when I was talking about doing it, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, and basically said I was looking to get involved in the amateur dramatic scene and the chap was immediately disparaging of the amateur dramatic scene and was basically saying, why would you waste your time with that bunch of losers, blah, blah, blah. So straight away I'm thinking, well, that's how I'm going to be perceived if I go for it. I had no self-belief. I've never acted before or since. And I like to believe I'd be quite good at it. But that's the other thing. I want this podcast to be well received. I want this to get the message across in the right possible way. I've listened back to the first few episodes that I've already recorded for this. And all it sounds like at the moment, as my own personal critic, all it sounds like is it's just me using this podcast as a vehicle to air my grievances with myself about how I feel about my weight gain, my depression, my anxiety, my uh, anger, you name it. That's not what I want this podcast to be. I make notes for each podcast, um, things I want to talk about, um, 
and I discussed some of these things with my wife. Um, and for instance, I was talking about the anger episode. I felt I came across really badly on that because it was just me getting upset with this, with these tiny, tiny things. And if you rewind just two minutes in this podcast, you'll hear me saying things like "Don't sweat the small stuff, mate. Accept it's part of your life. Accept it's part of your life story." Yeah, and there's me in the anger episode just banging on and on and on and on about how I let things bother me too much and I shouldn't. Um, so I'm talking to my wife about the anger episode and I was saying I was really unhappy with this and unhappy with that she was giving me constructive criticism pat on the back sort of um, support and I found myself getting annoyed with her talking to me about the podcast and I was like I don't want your advice you know almost to the point where I was so supremely confident in this podcast at the point of talking to her that I knew exactly what I was doing knew exactly where it was going and I didn't need her advice and then I come back upstairs, come and sit in the studio, get the microphone going, get everything recording, and suddenly I'm sitting here talking to you about how I have a complete lack of self-belief. And I'm thinking, where the hell did that go? And now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I don't think this is coming across well. I don't think I've got it right yet. But also, on the positive of that, I'm fine with it not being right yet because it doesn't have to be right yet. I'm at the position where... This podcast is new enough that I can still be finding my feet for the first few episodes. I've got topics I want to walk through and things like that. So I'm trying to be positive about these things. But I can't help feeling that when I talk to my wife about it and I I stand there and basically I I kind of disregard her opinion. It makes me into a dick. um, And I don't intend to do that. Um, So what I decided to do... Self-belief is 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 some is, is a big problem, I think. And you, you, I mean, people talk about it being self-confident, you know, kind of having a swagger and so on. Um, confident men, uh, not to say I'm not confident, because I, I do come across as confident. And something I do want to pick up in, in one of the later episodes is uh, I basically operate on a day-to-day basis with two different personalities. But confident men come across and really... They, they blur that fine line between confidence and arrogance. But the point is, is that confidence is something that you have or you haven't. Um, I often say to my son, you know, when he's nervous about doing something for the first time, I always say to him, the confidence comes after the first time. You, you, the first time you step on stage to play your instrument, for example, when my son joined the, the school orchestra, he was nervous. And I said, there's nothing going to give you the confidence to go on stage other than you know you can play the instrument and you can read the music and that's it. Beyond that, you're going to get the confidence to go on stage the second time because you know you did it the first time. You only get the confidence afterwards. So what I've decided to do now at the end of each podcast, just to give it a little bit of focus and a little bit of form, is to have a self-help section at the end um, before I sign off. So what can you do to improve your self-belief and your self-confidence? Well, I googled it. Number one, look at what you've already achieved. It's easy to lose confidence if you believe you haven't achieved anything. That's true. I have over 300 songs that I've written, most of which I've recorded, and I I feel really good about those songs in and of themselves. But if I was to package them together in an album, I'd feel the album was weak. But I don't ever look back on the successes of those individual pieces of work. Number two, think of things you're good at, because everyone has strengths and talents. That is genuinely true. Uh, If you don't think you have a talent or you don't think you have a strength, you haven't found it yet. And that doesn't matter how old you are because there is something you are good at, you just don't consider it to be something you're good at because you don't think that you are good at it because you think everyone else is. But you might be better at it than other people without realising. Number three is to set yourself some goals. 
Now, <clears throat> I don't mind stuff like this. I, t I tend to not hold much favour with things like this because, oh, set some goals and do these things and have a gratitude journal and so on and so on. And remind yourself what you're thankful of each day. <clears throat> and I just think you can set a lot of time aside for things like that. But if you forget about it and you forget those that list of those goals, then your self-belief isn't going to improve. And what is a goal for self-belief? To have more self-belief? I don't, yeah, so I don't know that one. But talk yourself up is point number four. That is difficult because it's all well and good talking about yourself, but you've got to believe what you say as well. So when you say, I'm a, you know, for example, for me, let's just take me as an example. <clears throat> I play guitar. I've been playing guitar since 1991. Self-taught, completely never had a single lesson. Um, I play the drums. I had eight drumming lessons because, you, you know, you need to learn technique and so on. Um, I don't call myself a musician because I think that's a badge I'm not qualified to wear. Whilst I can hold my own standing there playing rhythm guitar and some solo guitar, while I'm perfectly competent on the drums, I'm not great. I'm not world class. I'm average. So I never consider saying, saying to people, oh, I'm a drummer or I'm a guitarist. I just say, I can play the drums and I can play the guitar because that, weirdly, already lowers their expectations. I never own it. I also do park runs. But I'm an overweight, overaged guy. So whenever someone says to me, are you a runner? No, I'm not a runner and I'm not an athlete, but I have done over 340 park runs. If you know what a park run is, 340 is a lot. I never own that. Um, and finally, the fifth point they say is to get a hobby. Uh, again, I'm not entirely sure how having a hobby will improve your self-belief, but that's the. Uh, this is the self-help section, so... Let's run through those five things quickly. One, look at what you've already achieved. Two, think of things that you're good at. Three, set yourself some goals. Four, talk yourself up. And five, get a hobby. I'm Leon Deggs, and I think I believe in myself. Thank you for listening. If you're affected by anything discussed on this podcast, please reach out to someone for help and support. Man Blues is not qualified to help, but we can listen. You can get in touch with us here at Man Blues. The email address is manblues at gmx.com. Um, we're also available on Twitter, which is at manbluesuk. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again. <laughs>